Chapter Fifteen, Christmas Number Two. A year had passed, and life continued for the Hill family, each a year older, and for a few wiser as well. But the conversation persisted in whether Rick and Karen would be joining the family the second Christmas at the magical house on Festive Lane. For December twenty-fourth in Chicago, the weather feels more like Florida than Illinois," said Harry as he finished stringing the lights on the garage roof line. "I know I'm soaked to the bone from sweat. I need a shower and some clean clothes," replied Victor, who helped Harry with the lights. This year, the Hills were much better prepared for the events that would soon evolve once the clock struck six p.m. on this warm and sultry Christmas Eve. Susan and Caitlin were busy setting up extra seating in the kitchen and family room, where most guests assembled last year. Susan also prepared several turkeys and vegetable courses to complement the sweets the guests would be bringing. Last year, even the elderly were sugared up and bouncing off the walls from too many sweets. Susan wanted to ensure the guests received a couple of solid meals while visiting her home. Wow, something smells great," said Harry as he and Victor entered the kitchen from the back garage entrance. "It's one of five turkeys I've prepared for our guests. I hope it's enough," replied Susan. It's enough for Harry and me, but I don't know what the guests will eat," said Victor as he started picking at one of the already cooked turkeys resting on the counter. "Victor, get your dirty hands off that turkey. Go upstairs, shower, and change. Then you can come back and carve these turkeys. At that time, and only at that time, are you allowed to sample the goods. If you carve, then you sample. Got it?" stated Susan. Aye, aye, Captain. A nice cool shower will feel great. It's hot out there, Aunt Susan. If the guests dress like they did last year, they will die from heat exhaustion," said Victor as he made his way to the stairs. "No fires in the fireplaces this year, Harry," she replied. "I kind of doubt that's going to happen, but we will probably need to run the AC. No fires in the fireplace this year, Harry," she replied. I agree. Although Ernie will be upset, he loved sitting by the fire last year and playing with his phone. Harry replied, "Speaking of Ernie and his phone, any new messages lately?" She asked. "Just the daily I love and miss you, Dad." His texts and phone calls drive Ryzen crazy. They said the originator transmitter is number zero zero zero. Zero 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 one and does not match any such transmitter. They also said the data usage on his phone is out of this world. If they only knew. Luckily, he has an unlimited plan. I wonder if Ernie borrows his phones to others so they can call their Earthbound friends and relatives. Pondered Harry. Wouldn't that be an unusual phone call to receive? Said Susan. No more unusual than having a hundred ghosts show up at your home on Christmas Eve," replied Harry. Speaking of guests, it's already four forty-five p.m. The guests will be arriving in about an hour. We need to get moving," said Susan. Since last Christmas, not much had changed except for Victor and Lindsay. 
No longer the romantic couple, they stopped dating in January. Victor accepted Lindsay's decision to break up, but he would have liked another chance. Lindsay said it wasn't anything Victor did or didn't do that made her want to separate, but it was just a feeling or, in this case, a lack of feeling she had for Victor. She felt that they would be better off sharing their lives with someone else. Since January, both Lindsay and Victor only went out on a couple of dates with new people. After a couple of unsuccessful dates, Lindsay realized that Victor was more compatible with her than the other guys she dated. He cared more and treated her much better. He was about a relationship, not just hooking up for sex. She was reconsidering her decision about breaking it off with Victor. Meanwhile, Victor could not find a girl he liked as much as Lindsay. He kept comparing the girls to Lindsay. She's nice, but not as smart as Lindsay. Or, I like her, but Lindsay was so easy to get along with. And so on. Victor had fallen in love with Lindsay, and he was having difficulty getting over her. He emailed her and invited her to Christmas Eve because he wanted her to see her mom. He didn't want to take that once-a-year opportunity away from her just because they were no longer together. He even told her it was okay if she needed to bring her new boyfriend. Lindsay never replied to the email. Caitlin is most obsessed with her parents, Rick and Karen, visiting the house on Christmas Eve of the three kids. Harry and Susan have reminded her not to get her hopes up, but she is convinced they will be making an appearance this year. Susan and Harry wonder if Rick and Karen show up. How will the kids take it when their parents must leave on Christmas Day? Caitlin especially will be heartbroken all over again. It might be best if Rick and Karen did not visit for a few more years. Maybe it's too soon, and the kids are still too young to deal with the initial loss, then a reunion, then a loss again. Harry and Susan realized how difficult the situation was for Michael when he would plan his entire year around seeing Ariana and his kids at Christmas. Putting your life on hold for just one day a year could limit your growth as a person. Harry felt he and Susan were better at handling these reunions because their loved ones had passed years ago, except Rick and Karen. Susan loved her sister, but her loss was not like losing Harry and only getting to see him once a year. She had lived many years only seeing Karen once or twice a year on holidays, like the 4th of July and Christmas. She missed her, but it was different than missing your spouse or children unless you didn't care for either. It's 5.55, everyone. Get ready to meet our guests, announced Susan.